Bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Getting ready for the Big Vegas convention? Visit geeknationtours.com to beam into Vegas Trek style. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains, and welcome to episode 89 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, July 12th, 2012, and hosted on our brand new PriorityOnePodcast.com site. I'm Mark. I'm Brandon. I'm Elijah. I'm Adrian. And I'm James. What, what's going on here? We, we, we have some familiar voices. That's right. We're commandeering this show. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we're taking over for a day. Well. Yep. Well. Maybe you might be. I'll be here for like three minutes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, if it isn't the original hosts of Priority One, welcome back for a nice little visit. Hey. Thank you. So you, you guys think you can Captain Pike it and just walk on the bridge and take the ship back from Kirk? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I think so. I think we could, yeah. Have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you guys fill us in? What have you been up to? Bra- Brandon, why don't you go ahead and start? What have you been up to? Well, uh, you know what I've been up to, but I'll just say that uh, today season six launched, and um, that's pro- that's why I'll be here for just a little bit. Busy, busy. So, have you enjoyed your time thus far, Cryptic? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's like a dream come true. Do you miss Priority One in any way, shape, or form? Uh, oh, of course. I mean, I I listen every week. I've got my weekly pro- uh, podcast lineup. I listen to. I listen to you guys on Monday and uh, other podcasts each day of the week. So my, my week is full of podcasts, and it's it's awesome to listen in. Really proud of you guys um, and how far you've come along. And really looking forward to hanging out in Vegas in a few weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That so is true. Fun. That is so true. much fun. Now, if only we can get Mark to Vegas. I'll start a Kickstarter fund. Maybe there that will go. get me there. There you go. <laughs> Especially because you're here, right? Aren't you in the States right now? Yeah, and we're at our condo in Florida having a little vacation after such a very difficult and hard year for me. Yeah. Well, you're so close. You should just stay. How about yourself, Mark? What have you been up to in the last uh, the last year? Well, with time leaving, I had to start, like I said, a long, difficult year. I am finally a fully qualified, fully registered primary teacher in Scotland, which is the same as an elementary school teacher here. I've finally got there. Congratulations, Woot. Very nice. Fantastic. Now all you have to do is survive the children. Ye- they won't need to survive me, to be honest. There you go. <laughs> That's the spirit. You got your phaser set on stun? <laughs> no, strictly to kill. At times, strictly <laughs> to Uh-oh. kill. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Of course, of course. Mark, are you still playing still? Like, what's, uh, what, if, what have you been, what are you doing on your free time? What games are you playing, man? I'm still in still. Um, I took a little break from it, just from work and everything, but I came back a good couple of weeks ago, I think, season five, roughly okay. around about then. 
And, you know, I had an excellent fleet take me in and they've been helping me ever since. I don't know what I'd do without them. What do you, uh, what do you think of the changes? For season six? Uh, well, when, when did you leave? Before season four? Or? Um, I think it was around about then, yeah. Okay. So, not much. I mean, other than free to play. Uh, did you have a lifetime or, are you, or were you a subscriber? Oh, lifetime all the way. Okay. Lifetime all the way. Nice. nice. Yeah, life for me. Lifer, lifer. Indeed, indeed. As am I. So that's cool. All right. So did you did you have a nice pocket change of dilithium when you when you logged? Uh, not dilithium. Um, sea store points when you logged back in. Yeah, I had a good few and dilithium. When all the changes from dilithium happened, I was one of the people who were over and above what you could refine. I'm still to this uh-huh. day do not know what to do with all the dilithium. But thankfully, um, it seems with the new fleet system. I'll be able to plunder all into that, and I'm sure. I hope the fleet will be happy. I'm in UFP. So. Nice, yeah, good sorry. fleet, good fleet. We like them. We uh, we interviewed your fleet leader a long time ago. Yeah, um, I think I just joined them round about then, and then I left and I come back. So nice. it's good, but they're they're a good group. Um, they're really really into the STFs. They have a whole fleet special operations group that these guys are insane. I mean, I used to think Brandon was good for all the STFs. I think these people are slightly more crazy than him with how much <laughs> they've ran it and how good they are. Um, they're big in Klingons and everything. Because I've been away, they've all been telling me that they actually got the Klingon starbase to tier one before the cryptic devs. Wow. So I'm going, yeah. These people are these people love their Klingons, and I'm glad to be a part of them. Nice, very nice. Very nice. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, this week's show, shall we? Absolutely. Let's see. In this episode's Blank of the Week, we spotlight an awesome article that takes us beyond the con. Uh, we find out what happens this week in Trek and what captains can expect on the Star Trek online calendar. In Stow News, we cover Season 6, Deblog 11, the new Ask Cryptic, and other Cryptic updates. Of course, the biggest one being happening right now as we speak. Season 6 has dropped, and it is hot. So, we have the honor of uh, having our original host, the, the, the gentleman that started up the show with us, on board here with us today. So that's a, another big deal that's happening. And uh, uh, Brandon will be bowing out soon, but we will have Mark for the remainder of the episode. So uh, we'll enjoy that. Um, we will. <laughs> definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then lastly, before wrapping up, we'll review incoming transmission from you, our listeners. But before we get on with the show, uh, why don't we get through some uh, housekeeping? Housekeeping. What do we have, Adrian? Ah, housekeeping. Well, housekeeping has uh, an update about iTunes. So uh, we would like to make sure that all of our iTunes listeners have our RSS feeds in hand. Uh, now that we've moved to our own site, you won't be getting the latest episodes unless you subscribe to feeds.feedburner.com slash trekitout slash priority one. Also, be sure to submit all your questions and comments through our new priorityonepodcast.com website. We're no longer using the old Quantum Cafe email and website for submissions, so be sure to send them instead to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. Or use our handy submission form on our website, www.priorityonepodcast.com. You know, with Vegas coming up so soon, don't forget to get your tickets uh, for the upcoming convention in Las Vegas. Priority One's going to be there. We've got Dev's going to be there. I'm going to be there. And it's going to be a blast. So make sure you guys head out. 
One last thing, folks. When you visit our website, you'll see a new button that allows you to make a monetary donation to Priority One. As you might already know, the team plans to make the trip out to Vegas for this year's Star Trek convention. Unfortunately, the trip isn't cheap, so we're reaching out to you, our loyal listeners, to help sponsor Priority One. In return, we'll work to bring you the up-to-the-minute coverage of what's going on at the convention. Twitter posts, video uploads, blog recaps, you name it. We want to share our experiences with you and make you feel as if you are right there with us. We'll try to grab some swag to give away on the show, too. So if you can't make it out to this year's Trek convention but want to know all about the awesome events, then please support Priority One. Anything you can spare is very much appreciated. Take it away, Brandon. I think... Uh, I think it's time for the blank of the week. On screen. On screen. On screen. What place is it? I don't know. It's the blank of the week. So I pulled this one from my friend Leah via Facebook. She always posts these awesome geeky things. Uh, and it's an article from the FW.com called Beyond Comic-Con, Eight Great Pop Culture Gatherings to Attend This Summer. Now, I'm not at Comic-Con this weekend, and uh, I don't think any of us here will be at Comic-Con this weekend. <laughs> Um, no, maybe our listeners, panda. yeah, maybe some of our listeners won't listeners won't be at, at Comic Con either. So I'm going to re- reimagine this sucker as beyond Star Trek Vegas. So yeah. can't go to Vegas this year? Well, fear not, fellow geek. There is plenty for you to do during the summer of 2012. How about Blob Fest in Phoenix, Pennsylvania? Lebowski Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. How about Jaws Fest at Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts? Now, I'm pretending that I didn't notice that this article didn't even mention the Star Trek convention in Vegas this year. Though it did mention some silly Star Wars thing going on. I don't, whatever. Star Wars? I don't even know what that is. Anywho, yes. if, you're, if you're looking to meet up with some fellow geeks and nerds this summer but can't head to Vegas in August, then check out the link to the FW.com in the show notes. Star Wars was a, a military program that Reagan ran in the 80s, and they used oh. it, uh, heat lasers to shoot down missiles. Yeah, that's, that's what Star Wars was. Right, that's right. Beyond that, there was some silly show about it, too, or something like that. But that, that was the big thing with Star Wars was. It was, was a military it a, program in the a 80s. a show or ch- children's con- I don't know. What something like that. Anywho, have something that you think the Stoke community would enjoy knowing about? Then submit your suggestions for a blank of the week to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submission could be the one we pick to highlight on next week's show. Why don't we go ahead and set course for This Week in Trek. So this week in Trek, we've had lots of things coming up, such as the man, the legend, the captain, the bald man, was born in 1940. That's right, Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard himself, was born This Week in Trek. Sir Patrick Stewart now. Sir Sir Patrick Patrick Stewart. How could I forget I'm from the same country? And in 1994, um, the DS9 episode, The Gem Hadar airs, which, funnily enough, I'm about to get to on my Netflix playlist. Now that I'm in the States, I can actually watch things on US Netflix, which is brilliant. And in 2000, the first day of filming on the Voyager episode, Drive, started, which must not have been a good one, because as much as a Voyager fanatic I am, even I can't remember what that one is. Oh, no. That is like one of the few episodes of Voyager that I really like. Um, it, it's the one where they have the shuttle races, where they get involved in the shuttle races with the uh, Delta Flyer. Oh, so it is. How could I forget that one? That, yeah, um, so that was actually one of the really cool ones, I thought. So that, that's why I threw it up there. I thought it was awesome. 
Not a huge Voyager fan, but there were a few episodes which were really awesome. But I think if that's it, if there's nothing else, that wraps up this week in Trek. Let's move on to STO News. Hello, I'm Subcommander Dave, and I deem this an adequate afternoon as I step out of my shuttle onto this M-class planet that is soon to be mine. A cold glass of strawberry lemonade in my hand, and my disruptor at my side. The air is active with the necessary molecular structures to support life invigorating. However, on a day like this, the thought of conquering makes me crave a particular edible compliment. Barbecue Prongle Potato Chips. Mmm. No intergalactic clandestine scheme is complete without a sinful snack. Each bite emits a pleasingly pungent aroma of spicy, sweet, tangy sauce and meaty baked starch-like vegetation. The sodium levels are properly maintained and quite satisfying. I reiterate, barbecue prongle potato chips are of excellent quality. Uh, sir, it, it's potato, potato chips? As I said, barbecue prongle potato chips are of excellent quality. Say otherwise, and prepare yourself for a most painful death. I, Subcommander Tape, strongly urge you to locate a bag and try them. You can even try it in my preferred condition with a slice of salami on top. Delectable. Barbecue prongle potato chips. It's now your priority. Do try them, or I'll kill you. Jolan True. Status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. All right, our first piece of Stowe news is Ask Cryptic, July 2012. We've taken some of the excerpts from the Q&A to review, uh, but you should totally check out the full Ask Cryptic by, uh, by Dan Stahl, none other than the executive producer of Star Trek Online. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Uh, a few of the questions we picked out, one of them was from Angelus214, and he says, uh, he a- they ask, given star bases are designed for fleet use, and there are some big fleets out there, will there be star base instances that will accommodate more than 75 to 100 players we see on in-game star bases? Filling up the main foyers with 200 fleet members would be awesome. Destal replies, the limitations on how many characters can be in a zone at one time is defined by the performance of video cards rendering the amount of characters drawn on your screen at any given time. So, uh, ultimately, uh, we can either sacrifice graphics to have more people in one instance, or we can, uh, you know, kind of deal with the 75 to 100 or, um, you know, that we see regularly. It's not just our own graphics cards. Like I'm running a pretty decent graphics card that handles a good chunk of the game, uh, the game's graphics. But others that, uh, especially thinking of free to players, they might they might not have phenomenal graphics cards that can handle it. So, would you rather have blocky polygons, wearing very undetailed armor, like World of Warcraft, or would you rather have the awesome detail that we have right now in game? I'd have the detail. I mean, we're used to instances already 
So why sacrifice something that we are used to just to get more people in? I mean, if you're in a big fleet like I am, you're kind of used to the instances and in using your fleet chat to do things. So right. why not just keep it as it is? I agree. I, I much rather prefer having an awesome looking game. Um, although instances, the argument is that um, it does just that. It instances you from the social aspect of the game. And whereas uh, there could be hundreds upon hundreds of people in one social map talking to one another, you only get a very, you only get a fragment of that. Um, I remember that being a, a very big argument when the game first came out was, you know, is instances healthy for an MMO? Um, but the game's beautiful. You know, I don't know that I ever want to sacrifice that. Agreed. Here, here. Uh, Star Commando 101 asks, will Starbases get to see PvP, not just normal deathmatch PvP, but new forms of PvP like espionage, trade, diplomacy, and more? And the style come back saying, <clears throat> it's been in design that Starbases will eventually see PvP, not just the deathmatch that we're used to. Season 6 is launching with Starbase PvE challenges, Starbase PvP challenges, however, is for the future season. Hmm. That should be fun. I'm sure it'll be invite set up and all that kind of mess. Something you can turn on and off so that people can't just pop up whenever they want. I I never got far enough in um in City of Heroes to know uh for the star the supergroup bases. Um but it had to be invite, right? If, if did any of you guys play? Yeah, that's usually how it's how it is. Hero. It's usually by invite. You can like turn it on so that you can have invite in, or turn it off so that they don't bother you. It's usually the way it goes. Yeah, and it could be a fun system. I was thinking with this question, what if one day they add a, an alliance and enemy system? You know, your fleet's against the, this Klingon fleet and they can come and attack. I thought that would be quite fun. And it Definitely. could link in with the Starbase Alert system that they've brought in with Season 6. That would yeah. be great. That'll definitely bring more attention to Klingons. Oh, yeah. definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Well, our next question comes from Dutchcraft. And uh, he asks, uh, the question I always ask, are we going to see the Vesta class in game? And we, those who follow the show, who constantly hear me talking about ships and, and hounding and begging and clawing and scratching for information, uh, should already know this, but Mr. Destal answered, ask me again in one month. Oh. Oh, indeed. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. Heart pounds. Heart pounds. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I'd love to see the ship in the game. No, the Vesta is not the Titan, right? It wasn't. It wasn't named the Titan. No, the the, uh, the Titan was a Luna class. Right. It's the Aventine. Aventine. Right. Yes, the Aventine exactly. The USS Aventine, the God ship. Kind of. It kind of is. It was. It was the most advanced, newest workhorse for the fleet. But yeah, I. I mean, compared to any ship before it, it's a God ship. Anyhow, you know because. At the time, it was the newest, so it had all the newest gadgets. But, I mean, is it really a godship by Stowe standards? Not necessarily, because a lot of the technologies that it had, we now enjoy on all these ships, because this is supposed to actually be a little bit beyond the creation of the Vesta, even though we haven't had it in-game yet. Um, the Vesta is actually older than some of the ships that we have in-game at, at this point, So, now, like the Odyssey, for instance. For for those people that didn't listen to the supplemental, I don't know who wouldn't have. Uh, what did uh, you guys had a discussion about the Vesta, right? What it would be, if it would be science, if it would be 
It, it it turns out, I mean, it's just it's it's there's such a demand and such a need really for for science ships, good science ships, um, that it's it's ninety nine point nine percent sure. Um, Al Rivera was telling me he he's gonna make it a science ship now. Um, to appease those of us who are like, well, you know, I have a science guy, but I don't really use my science guy, and I'm not a big science guy, and I really want this ship, and so if you make it a science ship, it's not gonna do anything for me. What they might do is have kind of like they did with the Odyssey package, and it'll be a science ship, but they'll have variations of it. So they'll sell one with more uh, of a tactical edge, so it'll have more tactical consoles. They'll sell one with more of an engineering edge, where it has more engineering consoles and seats, and then they'll have the more like really souped-up science-y one. So, but just as the vest, the, or the Odyssey is a true cruiser, and it is a cruiser, they still release different versions of it, tactical science and, and engineering. They're going to do the same with this one. So at least that's what he said they were hoping to do. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I know I'm I'm extremely excited. Uh, I've been uh, talking with Mark Redemaker um, through through my Twitter PMs and stuff like that. Uh, he's very excited, although he's very tight-lipped. He can't say a lot, of course, because they have you know business deals and I'm sure non-disclosure things in in place and stuff. But I know that Mark has been working with them and uh, in, in sharing all his knowledge about the ship and what it can do and what it has on it so that they can uh, make the most of those abilities uh, in-game through consoles and things like that. So it's it's going to be very, very exciting. I mean, this ship has quad cannons on the front. So, I mean, you know, or not quad cannons, I'm sorry, dual cannons, dual heavy cannons on the front, uh, you know, of a science ship. So, I mean, that that alone, you know, plus some of the consoles and things that it has, uh, that that one uh, console that can make either basically a giant phaser beam, kind of like a phaser lance that the other one has, or it can project a bubble shield that, that can literally crush other ships. I mean, there are things that it can do that are just phenomenal. I can't wait to see what they do with it. So it's very exciting, very, very exciting to get that ship in game. I can't wait. Mark, did, uh, have you read the uh, the series? I'm currently on the second Destiny book, so that's what's on my Kindle right now while I'm laying at the beach. I'm going through it, but honestly, I love the ship, and I never really got the thing about a science ship with cannons, because I've ran a science ship with cannons for a while now, so we'll wait and see. I want to, I want to get it, I want to play about with it. Well, these aren't turrets. Don't, don't mix up the two. Not turrets, cannons. Like, real dual cannons on the front, not turrets. Oh, I run single cannons in my science ship. Oh. But if you want to see TVP when I get home, it's going to be exciting for sure. And I just those consoles, like I said, and it's great because there's enough. Wait, 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 wait! I think he just challenged you to a duel. <laughs> I glove slaps you across the face. I challenge you to a duel, good sir. <laughs> I don't think you want to take on the the Arctic Wolf. She's she's pretty vicious. She's okay. she's really vicious. She's horribly. Bloody fangs, vicious. I wonder if anybody got that one that reference I just did. I challenge you to a duel, the math mm. ace game on like old computers when you were when we were growing up. If you had yeah. a computer well, like, in the classroom. Ah, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Did I hear crickets in whatever. the background? This week, Cryptic announced that the C store would be undergoing a transition from Cryptic points to Perfect World's own currency brand Zen. You may recall that back in the old Atari days, C points converted to Atari coins. Cryptic posts, starting this Thursday, July 12th, that's today, cryptic points are converting to Zen. We're sure you have questions about this change, so we've created a fax, uh, and you can check it out at the website. Um, there should be a link to it in the show notes. So, I, I do want to uh, repeat a, a comment that we got on the Priority One website from one of our listeners, and it's, it's a really good point. Um, 
one one big complaint, and, and I share this complaint uh, about this new system with the Zen, is it is not user friendly or easy. Um, you have to get these things, and then you have to convert them. Well, this this may eliminate the conversion part, but um, you know you buy them, and then they, it doesn't like instantly credit you. You have to like wait like ten minutes or something for your purchase to go through, and then your credits show up on the store. Um, when when I went through this to buy my um, Armitage, it was it was miserable. Like I really hated the process of buying Zen. Like completely hated it, and then converting it and all that mess. It was it was miserable. And the point the listener made was, he felt the same way that it was this huge process and it was terrible. And the problem was, it's going to uh, it's going to prevent people from doing uh, um, you know uh, instant buys. You know, it, it's going to people that would normally just be like, oh, I'm just going to buy that. I'm just going to you know no hesitation. Just oh yeah, I want that. I want that. You know. And uh, so that's that's going to slow that down because people are really going to think about now. God, is it really worth going through all the grief of buying these points and this and that? So, um, just just as some constructive feedback to Perfect World, maybe look into streamlining that system a little bit more, um, so you don't lose those kind of um, you know those those instant buys, those those people that just really want it. You know. Well, Zalf just brought up a point in the live stream that uh, ships now are single character unlocks. Now, this was something that inferno had mentioned last week but this might have slipped through me because i did not I, I was not aware of that that's not cool so we yeah. buy an odyssey bundle for what was it 16 dollars 60 60 dollars for a 50 dollars 60 dollars for a featured episode uh for an odyssey class and it's only for the one character you have to buy it again for your other alts is that what i'm under is that for real no it's not yeah that's too, I, that's I don't too, know if that's true or not that is way too I don't know, it's just fleet ships. I thought it was just fleet ships. The single, the sea ships are still account white, as far uh, as I okay. know. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, as I say. Oh, Chris, Chris Clean. That's who it was that made the comment and about the uh, impulse buys and how how that's going to slow people down and make them and think them, um, you know, think about it before buying it, and it's going to really slow impulse buys, and that's going to hurt their sales. So, uh, again, just constructive feedback, maybe streamline that, make it a little bit easier, so folks feel like they can just uh, give you a credit card number, get their credits, and go buy. I am too busy saving up money for Vegas, so I will not be uh, experiencing this one myself. <laughs> uh, what do we got for season six uh, dev blog, Mark? Uh, we have had Goat Shark posting season six blog eleven, and it was all about the Fulian incursion. And Goat Shark is the lead content designer for Star Trek Online. If you don't know who he is already, and why not? And he's been writing that the Tholian Incursion is an event that's going to be always available to players who have reached Vice Admiral or Lieutenant General rank and bonus awards will be provided if played during special time slots found in the daily calendar event. Head over to Nakura and remember to wear your EV suit. So this seems to be a step away from time-gated content. Nice. nice. Yeah, we actually yeah, had the opportunity, this, right? We actually... I, yeah, we did, we did play it... Um, on Tribble several times, actually, and it was amazing. Uh, really good, really fun. They did a fantastic job with the Tholians, the environment, um, the missions. I do have two small, and they're very small, uh, critical pieces of, of feedback. Um, the first being there was one of the zone-wide missions that was uh, to do this crystal mining and collect little chunks of crystal to get a total of however much. That total is either way too high or the amounts of crystal you get per mining are way too low. 
because um, I would maximize and get really good mines every time, and you like barely make a scratch. It's not something you're going to complete in like one round of doing this crystal. So if it, you know, if it's just meant to last while you're in the zone, it's that level is too high, and you need to either lower it or give more crystal per mine. Um, but that's one little small piece of feedback. The other piece of feedback is the um, the Tholian. Uh, I don't know what to call it. The Tholian web goo. Whatever it is that they spray at you that then kind of turns into like a sticky spider web on you and, and sticks you to the floor. Um, I would maybe uh, – how do I put this gently? I'd maybe oh, change no. the color. Oh, all right, it. all right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just – it's an honest piece of feedback here. There's, there's, there's things being said, and it's, it's just kind of inappropriate, you know, and we want to keep it family and stuff like that. So maybe a small alteration there to just kind of move away from con- preconceived Perfect. notions. I mean that's all. It's well, just sh- like diamonds. Like diamonds? <laughs> that was a totally weird comment. <laughs> <laughs> so it should it should sparkle like diamonds? <laughs> I I did I do want to say that I found at least on Tribble I don't know what it's like now if they've altered it um, that I they were a little easy. I thought really I thought they were just right. I didn't think oh, they were no. easy at all. I I didn't think they were super hard. But I didn't think they were easy. I thought it was just right. Because see, they've already they've already screwed up no win scenario, in my opinion. They way they they way turned up the juice way too high. Way too high on no win scenario. Now it's like nobody can even get past level four. It's ridiculous. They should just call it impossible scenario and your ship should just explode as soon as you warp in. Like you shouldn't even get to fire your weapons. It's just way too hard. They need to actually turn no win scenario back down a little bit. Higher than it than it was initially, but less than it is now. I think no win has gotten way too hard. Mark, have you had um, the opportunity of uh, going into Tribble and testing on any of the new stuff? Not too much. I think the only thing I've been able to play is the it's one of the fleet star based ones. The whole get the escorts out, defend against the dreadnoughts. That's the only thing I've been able to play so far. But most of the things that I've been wanting to play have been out since I was away. So I don't really have much to say in it. Other than the whole crystal thing, I don't know if this is an outside perspective. It's starting to sound like the whole dilithium mining thing again. Mm, like yeah. you were getting a lot of dilithium for what was available. It seems as if that's just been ported over to the Tholian. So... Maybe we aren't being loud enough about we didn't like that, so why are you putting it in here? Mm, maybe. Well, I was just going to say, I think overall, of, of all the new events, all the fleet events and the Tholian thing, I think they're all very well balanced, except for No Win. I think No Win is turned up a little too hot. I think you need to roll that back. Other than that, I thought they did a really good job with balance because they were challenging. But it didn't feel like there's no way anyone ever could do this, you know, and it didn't have that feeling. It it just felt like, dang, this is tough. But if we all work together, we can do it, which is how it should feel, you know. Is that what you told Dang? Dang, Dang, this is tough, Dang. Exactly, that's exactly what I told him. Um, I do want to say, guys, if you're gonna hit uh, hit up the Tholians, make sure you run the Breen mission Cold Comfort for your CRM 200. It does uh, it does pretty good against those Tholians. Um, so hopefully you guys have run that featured episode. If not, make sure to run it. So all this talk about uh, Season 6 Under Siege is live, right, James? It is. It went live today, this, this afternoon-ish. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, Pacific Standard Time that it went live. I know that I got a text from my fleet first officer at around 2 o'clock that said, don't bother rushing home because we're all trying to log on and it's crashed and there's like millions of 
backups in the queue and <laughs> so that was around two o'clock pacific standard time so but i'm not sure what time it actually went live but uh apparently they they dropped it and uh everybody just of course hoarded it and uh it, it crashed so but it's it's back up and running now by the time i got home at around uh, uh five o'clock it was it was up it's running i i was able to get right in i didn't have to wait in any queues so uh, very very exciting. Uh, as a matter of fact, my character is standing on the uh, promenade of our fleet starbase right now, uh, overlooking all my fleeties running around. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, super super exciting. Thursday the twelfth of July, we're we're live in season six under siege. Um, the maintenance went eh, relatively smooth. Um, it was up on time. Let's see, a seriously long queue, I guess, for the people that first got on. Um, somebody was like 2,114 in line. <laughs> Elliot, yeah, Elliot. Was, was that Elliot yeah. who made that comment? Yeah, but it, supposedly it, it went pretty quick. Like I said, when I logged on at 5, it, I went right in. So that stuff must all have been gone by then. But, you know, anytime you try to be one of the first ones on for something new, I think I think it's always going to be like that, you know. Um, but just seriously cool um get on check out the patch notes you guys can see everything that's new uh if you're not in a fleet get in one so that you can start building your starbase it's it's phenomenal we already completed our first starbase mission our first uh, starbase uh project we got the uh the shutters pulled off of our our starbase so you can see out in space we have windows basically now it's uh it's really cool everyone's super excited and uh fleet advancement system man it's just it's going to be awesome new guns new ships new gear new Everything. New max level content. That's right. For yeah, uh, for colony rescue, you travel to a former Federation colony on the edge of a of disputed space. Uh, Federation diplomats dispatched to this forsaken world are in trouble. So uh, head on over. Uh, we mentioned we spoke about the Tholians earlier. Um, we will have. Oh, there have been, of course, updates to the Foundry. How can we forget the Foundry? Uh, oh yes, imp- improved UI, allowing for easier uh, item identification prior to map. Uh, placement, additional items added to the content library, uh, more functions that can be applied to content, including new combat behaviors. So uh, a lot has gone into season six, and uh, you know I can't including wait. To- all the uh, fleet events that we mentioned earlier that we were talking about. That's right. No one scenario and all those. Um, I mean, it's just it's huge. Um, it's it's just a huge huge thing, and it's it's totally targeting fleets and getting people to work together for uh, end game common end goals. Game. Yeah, at a, at an end game level. Well, at every level though, because even those who aren't uh, you know at end game yet can contribute to building those star bases and and getting that better equipment uh, brought into the game, so that when they reach that level, it'll be there for them. So um, just just phenomenally exciting. Um, make sure and uh, get over to. Uh, our Facebook sites or our Twitters or uh, incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Make sure and leave us some feedback. Tell us what you think about the new systems. Um, you know, check them out. Um, give us your feedback. Do you think no win scenario is too hard or too easy? Do you think uh, the wins is too hard or too easy? Um, you know, is there something you see about it that you think should be changed? Uh, let us know that so that we can voice it on the air and get in, uh, you know, from, the, uh, from our mouths to the ears of the verse. They've added a lot of stuff, actually, a lot of content against the fleet starbase. I think the thing about this 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 season was that they didn't announce a launch date. You know, we were always kind of guessing when it was going to come out. And uh, although most people were pretty certain that it was coming on Thursday, um, this came out as a surprise. I would I would think for a good majority of the of the players who may not listen to podcasts, who may not follow the forums, you know, surprise season six. So now you go in. 
and you have things like starbase blockade where fighters will be warping into your starbase while under fire uh fleet alerts you know pve queues that you can go in and, and defend your starbase um mark what is uh, you know have your has your as a fleet that you've been in have, have they been prepping a lot yeah um we went on to treble and we just from like i'm saying i've been away so they just started saying what do we need started stockpiling it and they have been running those events constantly I mean, there's been a good group of people going in and seeing, well, what are these events? How can we tailor around about? How can we get people through it? So when it comes to Holodeck, there's a good group of people that know exactly what to do and how to get people through it quickly and confidently. So I'm really glad that they've taken the time to do that. But other than that, um, I think it's just been stockpiling and it seems to be those refugee doffs. People just can't seem to get them. You were needing lots of them, apparently. I uh, I gotta do. I gotta get better on that DOF system. I'm so. Ex- I really want them to do a mobile app for it, so that when I'm at work or something, you know, on lunch break, I can sign on to my Android device and boom, I can take care of my DOFs. But um, they've done some other tweaks, you know, like they've added. Uh, this is kind of something that w- might be going under the radar. Uh, you can. You can show your holstered weapon on your back now. It doesn't just disappear yeah. in the thin air. Or or a pistol. It, it's on your hip. Yeah, it's nice. There's it's a couple of really nice visual updates. Um, s- some of the the uh, UI stuff too on on icons and and uh, different little symbols and stuff has been updated and it's a little bit sharper, new colors and things. It, it looks really good. Yeah, the first time I logged in and seen my sniper rifle on my back, I just went. Oh, that gun is much bigger than my character. I right, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because Adrienne has that too, and her character's already like tiny looking. And then you see that on her back, and it's like twice the size she is. It looks like she's carrying like a steel beam on her back or something. <laughs> that's not that. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah, it does look pretty, uh, pretty fun. <laughs> Am I reading this correctly? The Bortos got a bridge. The Bortos background. Did it? I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. They've added some new backdrops to Bajor. Um, I'm, I'm reading through here the uh, the release notes. It makes sense that the Vortex get a bridge because the Odyssey got a bridge. So yeah, it's they only should, fair. That always did. They should okay. give it a, a special so bridge. Always yeah. it. Okay. Fleets no longer have owners. Instead, when creating or editing a fleet, you can choose the minimum fleet rank that is needed to edit or cancel the fleet. Oh, that's a nice little touch there. I know we had people that were, uh, you know, had an accidental, oh, that's the fleet person. So now when you create it, you can just choose the minimum fleet rank. Mm. There you go. One thing that I know that you brought about was the Miranda Light Cruiser has now been added to the ship store. I like that. Nice. Okay. Because wasn't that mentioned in Priority 1 a couple of weeks ago? Yes. um, That was something that came up uh, during my interview, my one-on-one with Dow in the uh, supplemental and uh, it was a request from several people and so I mentioned it to him and he took care of it he got it done he put them back in store man it's awesome and it's there in the patch notes and Quark's Bar has a new client now this I haven't seen oh that's right yeah I think that uh, that new client is our beloved Morn yes Morn that's oh, right oh damn sorry for spoilers I should have prefaced that with spoilers <laughs> Spoiler well, cam. We had we had uh, before Dan Stahl came on the show. He was live on uh, on DS Nine, I believe, uh, doing a kind of live Q and A kind of deal with the uh, with the players that were on at the moment. And he was uh, in a Morn skin. That's right. He said he was running around in his Morn costume. <laughs> 
So, well, I think that wraps up uh, our discussion on the season six patch notes. Guys, get in there and play it. Experience it. It's a, it's a great season. I'm sure we'll all enjoy it. And stand by. Priority One will be partnering with Severus Films to release a video walkthrough of the new Fleet bases with none other than Fleet Base designer and still developer Jay Heinig. Stay tuned for next week for that. And I'm getting the first transporter home to go and play Season 6. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's it for SEO News, let's see what we've got incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And from the Stowe Forum, we have a incoming transmission from the Grand Negus. who says, enjoyed the interview, especially the reveal that a Stowe DOF app was already in development. Hmm. Rob, yeah. I am a huge <laughs> proponent of mobile. They need to have mobile yesterday. Listen, let me put it to you this way. I would rather them have a mobile app for the DOFs before a Vesta class in game. Shut up. No, shut, I, shut up. No, no, I'm not. Stop talking no, uh, now. Uh, 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 come on. Imagine it. Imagine it. You're on lunch. You're not teaching the kids. You're in study hall, and you can flip your and, phone. And you know what I want to do? Fly my Vesta. Uh, I, you know what? I'd rather, I, I'd rather have a mobile app. Is absolutely important. You're far behind the game in the game industry if you do not. You're not on apps, but I think I'm sure they already know that, and that's awesome that they've got it in development. So that's great. That's great. That's great. Better than I, oh, we're thinking about it. No, uh, they actually said we've got to go on. You know what? Uh, you know what? I would be willing to pay sixty dollars for this app. I would. <laughs> I would be to oh my. $60 for this app. Elijah and his $60 rate. He'll pay $60 for anything, folks. I kid, I kid, I kid. I mean anything. That's, Do you that's... know that picture of Fry from Futurama that everyone yeah. puts about the STO website saying, shut up and take my money? There yep. should be one of Elijah saying, shut up and take my $60. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I'm kidding. I wouldn't pay $60 for that. But uh, like Adrian said, it's you know it, it, for, to you, for you not to have a footprint in the mobile market, um, and honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say I'm a little surprised that uh, something hasn't come out sooner. Especially that uh, Dan spent some time over at Zynga. I mean, it's not it's not uncommon news. He was there. Um, you know, I wonder if he brought back some ideas and some. Um, yes, yes, and no, because not on mobile app stuff. Zynga is still far behind on that. There's a lot of systems that cannot handle uh, Zynga games on their their mobile devices. Like it, it just it, it can't handle the load. Not necess- not the tech, not the tech, but the 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 strategy, the marketing strategies for it. Marketing, yes. Mobile app, no. Since we were talking about mobile app, that's why I was like, wait, no, no. He didn't come back with that from Zynga. Zynga's still behind. But mm. yes, you know, preaching to the choir. Uh, apps are are amazing, and uh, Stowe's got to get them. Next feedback is from Robert Craven in reply to the Grad Nagus says, I like that Priority One is courteous to their guests, even if the answers they're getting might not appease to every last listener. It increases the odds they might get future interviews. Tact equal win. It's very true. The response to this one was because they thought that I was like, oh, okay, we're not going to get anything after 1,000 days. Uh, and I was not. I was not okay with that. And uh, later on in the interview, I repeat the question. I was like, oh, we're not getting a- anything after 1,000. Um, well, that other things that you know we may or may not like but you know we've got hope they'll appear in the future and by getting uh devs and and other special guests onto the show it just increases the chance that these things are going to happen that that our voices the community's voices are heard um and you know uh and and then just simply getting them on the show at all if we were just if we were jerks we'd never know a thing so um it's always yeah it's always good to be nice 
Yeah, and that's something I'm proud that you've kept up from when Brandon and I were doing it. Because, it, like you're saying, if you're nice to them, they'll come back and you might get more bits of information. And it's one thing I'm really proud of you all for. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Exactly. Actually, a science has uh, disproven that. Our next feedback comes from Roach. Like the show always, especially with a good beer, and was very happy to see another dev acknowledge that the KDF is not being forgotten in Stowe, and things will return for us fans in the future. Yes, there are big KDF plans. This is a wonderful thing. So, uh, glad you like the show. Oh man, it's good to know I'm not the only one drinking during the show. I drink tea and coffee. I, I, I've never gotten crunk while, uh, while, while performing. Um, I don't know. Is that is what's your experience with um, the alcohols? I'm kidding. It's a joke. I think you guys remember what happened to me in Georgia in my little captain's table with some Romulan ale. I think that was recorded on the show. We don't need to go into that. Yes. Our next and when I used to do the show, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, when I used to do the show, I used to drink. But only because it was rather late at night. And I think it was perfectly justified. All right, good. All right, so you know what? I take it back. I was, I'm, listen, I had a glass right here of Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA. All right? That's fine. Whatever. If Mark says it's cool, if 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 the man I model myself after says it's cool, then you know what? Bring, pour it. Pour it on. Drink oh. responsibly, kids. Should I try different drinks and see which one uh, has with what the effects are per show? Like, <laughs> oh, the priority one drinking game. The priority. <laughs> what is the in- priority one? The flamethrower. So our next piece of feedback is from PriorityOnePodcast.com. You guys haven't been there yet. You should. Midnight Shadow Seven, who's also joined us in the live stream. Great show, guys and gal. Looking forward to the interview next week. Woohoo! Coming from our Twitter links. Uh, oh my goodness. Let's see here. We have to thank uh, Brand Flakes and Trek Online Game and uh, Crunchy and a whole bunch of other people for retweets. So thank you guys. Thank everybody for any retweets that you guys send out on our behalf. Uh, Midnight Shadow Seven once again. Uh, thanks for asking my question in the dev interview. Of course, buddy. And we also have uh, one from at CCAT. CCAT, thanks for asking my question for Salami about the uh, Klingon leveling. He took it the wrong way, but it's all good. We understand. Uh, let's see. We also have at Clark Apps, who was in reply to CCAT, who said, and he confirmed my belief that Into the Hives, written on post notes, and played a... <laughs> Played using action figures. <laughs> I love that. It reminds me of that scene in Spaceballs. No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Good. <laughs> I love that movie. And coming into us via Le Facebook, Clark K. I've just got an iPad, and I would love to have an app where I can access my DOF system and access the C-Store and ship info stats. And I was curious to put faces to names. So I went on the priority homepage and damn, Adrian, you're seriously attractive. Oh, oh my. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark W. writes in, loving the app idea. Just hope they do Android, too. Oh, they better do Android. They yeah. better do Android. Come on. Come on. Whatever. It's all about Facebook. It's all about Apple. Mark, what do you run? Do you run an a- iPhone, Android? An Android. See? The smart people run Android. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they they have they both have their ups and downs. Mac Mac PC iPhone Android. I... Well, my wife has Android and I have iPhone, and my wife has no 
nothing but problems with her Android and hates it and wants to stomp it into the ground. But she's not due for an upgrade yet to get her an iPhone, so she can't yet. But she can't wait to stomp her Android because she hates it. Battery dies quick, has all these problems, resets itself randomly. Which it one is, does she have? Like the first junk. ever Android phone design no, ever? It was, it was actually one of the hotshot ones that came out last year. It's called the Charge or something like that, the Droid Charge. Pretty awesome. Regarding the Verizon store, it was all the hotness when it came out. It was like the best of the best of the best of the best. Regardless, so. there needs to be an app for Star Trek Online ASAP. Yeah. Well, wh- that uh, that takes care of incoming. Don't forget, guys, to reach us at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or heading over to PriorityOnePodcast.com, the website, and use our uh, form submission tool. Why don't we go ahead and uh, that... That, I think that, that wraps up episode 89. Does, uh, Does. We're heading into to close up already. We I can't believe it. Well, that wraps up episode 89. Don't forget to join these guys in live stream every Thursday around 5 p.m. Pacific. Check us out on Twitter via at STU Priority One for showtimes. We've been getting some amazing feedback and we play much better to a live audience and you'll have fun coming along. I know I have. Woohoo! Keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our brand new website, www.priorityonepodcast.com. And Facebook, while you eagerly await ARC 2 adventures, be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. And there's going to be some special guests this season during the ARC 2 adventure, some people who have been requesting from outside who want to uh, get on the comics, so stay tuned and find out who those special guests are going to be in the comics. We are looking forward to your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week in field notes and general show improvements in addition. So you can submit those ideas and questions with our online form at the new Priority One website at www.priorityonepodcast.com via email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. You can also do it on Facebook and or Twitter. So my goodness, we're on Facebook. So head on over to www.facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast.com. Give us a like. Say hi. And to have your foundry mission featured on the show, send in the name for your mission, a brief description, and your at handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or use our new online submission at our new website, www.PriorityOnePodcast.com. We will personally test out your mission and review it on air. I know I play along as well. It's good times. We would like to thank our special guests and founders, Mark and Brandon. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer and host, Adrienne Grady, the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Hollow Sweet Magazine, and of course, Stowe Community. Without you guys, none of this would be possible or any fun for that reason. So uh, thanks for tagging along. We love you guys. Mark, a very special thank you. It has been an honor having you back. Uh, you know, I- I'm glad that you've enjoyed uh, what we've done with the show. Uh, we had large shoes to fill, that's for sure. And uh, it's been an honor having you back, truly. Oh, thank you. No, it's been great to be back, even just for this one week. It's I- made me realize how much I've missed it. And like I said, honestly, and all the time, you all have done a great job. And Adrian... You've been fantastic at dealing with these two. I honestly <laughs> don't know how you could do it every single week. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I uh, just drug myself, so <laughs> I forget about the pain. <laughs> you might say, it's been a long road. 
getting from there to here. Well, and where's Ellie's- the transport button? <laughs> it's awesome. I think we all start out as, as listeners, and, and then to be the host now is phenomenal. I remember how excited I was when, when Mark and Brandon would like read my emails. Oh, Fleet Admiral Lee sent it, and I'd be like, oh, they said my name! <laughs> it's so weird to be the guy who reads the names now. <laughs> I got to say, Mark, thank you again. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, join us again anytime. You know, this the, the door's always open. Well, I'm in the States for the next three weeks, so if you need someone as a backup emergency, if you want to put James off to be John again for a week, I will gladly Ooh. step in. I need ah, a vacation. I may have a transporter accident. <laughs> Q transporter effect. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. She can't take anymore. Engage. This is Brandon, and this is a test. This is Mark, and this is a test. Oh, what the hell? Oh, you're not me. They donated our hamsters to Cryptic. Long. Yeah. Long. Skype call. So what he's, do you, already, uh... he's already ordered the roofies. <laughs> not funny, James. I said I was walking away from the computer. That was unsafe. You left the music too loud. Never walk away before checking the levels, man. I did Never. walk away. Elijah, did you did you pay $60 for your wedding? I challenge you to a duel. New Priority One website at www. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Or he wrote.